Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin as we are analyzing today, finger back off of Vampire Weekend's third album, Modern Vampires of the City. So fast, uh, lot, lots of drumming going on, um, fun. Are the lyrics fun though? Probably no. not if we've learned anything about this band. No, and but I mean, if you asked me yesterday, I would have said, sure, I don't really know. Um, the only lyrics I knew were bend my finger back snap. Um, and the rest of it, I, I mean, honestly, like reading these lyrics, I truly had no clue. Basically, any of this was here except for the, the spoken word part. And then, of course, that outro uh, is really well known because of that reuse of the lyric in Harmony Hall. I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. Uh, of course, we get that here first. Um, but this song, there's a lot of content here, um, and we would like to wish a blessed Passover to all those folks that celebrate because we're going to have a little bit of a conversation in Judaism today, as it turns out. So this is a, this is a pretty full song we got here. Yeah, you called it Conversations in Judaism 1.5. Yes. Why is it not 2.0? <laughs> Because I thought we were saving 2.0 for Yahay. When, uh, when we said 1.0 for uh, Worship You, <laughs> I think we were anticipating 2.0 for Yahay. Okay, that's fair. And, and this is like, if this is, it's not like, well, maybe it is. Like, we'll get I into feel it. like it is, honestly. I, yeah, okay, yeah. we can upgrade it if need be. But it's definitely fitting that we picked this song on Passover. Um, it seems like so many random coincidences with these song choices. Um, but yeah, diving in. Uh, bend my finger back snap wrap it in a paper towel break a twig in half and set it straight um we're making a splint pretty clearly right yeah we're making a splint bend my finger back snap it made me think of the idiom forcing my hand because you're literally forcing their hand yeah um, bending their finger back um and there was someone who commented on reddit um saying they think a lot of the song is about um in israel how you have to serve for two years in the military in the idf um and obviously vampire weekend has shown to um be very anti-war um and um i don't i don't know if they've ever put out a clear statement on israel palestine conflict but uh definitely not um, very pro one side or the other, I think uh, we can infer um, and definitely not pro conflict, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and so I read this with that being said as them forcing their hand, his hand to have to serve in the IDF for two years. Um, and then once they've done that, kind of like put a splint on it to like get them going again and like be a good soldier essentially um maybe that's a stretch but um there's some lines later in in the song that seem to um point to this being a conversation between ezra and the state of israel yeah i uh you know, I, I didn't see it in that light because honestly, I didn't know until just now that Israel actually had that sort of compulsory uh, military service. Uh, I think my general read of one of the themes of this song is some sort of paying recompense on a personal level for something constitutive 
in this mm. case, you're talking about being a citizen of the nation of Israel, having to serve in the military. On a greater level, I think there's some lines later that kind of talk a little bit more about the human condition, about us being like overall just flawed people. And that's a view that's shared um, in Judaism and in Christianity. We'll get some of those lines later, but that was just kind of my initial stab at it. Uh, so we can keep going with these lines. Yeah. Um, hit me with a wood bat. Hit me with a canister that's fired while the soldiers drive away. So what's going on there? I think there's there's kind of a clear thought of some sort of like obviously wartime thing, like you said. My immediate thought was almost like, and I guess we get it with the with the word Yankee later. I my mind immediately went to like the movie Gettysburg, like some sort of like Civil War field hospital. Um, probably not what's going on here, but that's where my mind went. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Soldiers driving away. Um, but yeah, I, that kind of contributed to my read of it with the IDF, um, where, um, you set up this wartime setting. Um, but I also read this as another commentary on imperialism where they're beaten and hit with a canister for more time. And then the soldiers just drive away. And so they leave the mess there for the people who actually live there to deal with in the aftermath. Um, and that's the effects of imperialism. Mm -hmm. So, so I read it as another woke vampire weekday commentary on imperialism. That's probably a good take. Yeah. And then fireball, the soldiers drive away. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You, you're just leaving the carnage behind. You think of the, obviously the reconstruction of the South the civil war, world war two, I mean, left Europe in ruins. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of like you're just leaving all this destruction in your wake. Um, and yeah, like you said, the guys, if anything, seem to steer towards an anti-war, anti-conflict mantra. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I love this next line. After bend my finger back, snap, said again. And so in the official lyrics, it's on and on and on and on for days. Um, so it's just like repeating over and over again. Um, but if you listen to it, it sounds like he's saying "ow," <laughs> like like a it doesn't sound like "ow." Yeah, there's there's no end sound there. No, yeah. no. But it's in, weird in because like lyric booklet it says that apparently. That's the thing. We actually have liner notes for this, but it almost feels like half of these words like aren't enunciated. Mm -hmm. I like we're taking this because it's the official lyrics, quote unquote. But at the same time, it's almost like it's really kind of more like an emotion that's being evoked than it is. Yeah, I, I think it's on purpose. Lyric. I think it's on purpose to be like, ow, that hurt. You hit mm -hmm. me with a baseball bat, <laughs> hit me with a canister. Um, and so, of course, it's going to hurt. Um, and it does the same thing later on. Um, it comes up again. Um, and then hit me with a wood bat, hit me like a Yankee, like you said, like a son of freedom, never as a slave. Um, so, yeah, Yankee first to people of the Northeast um where correlating to judaism there's a large um jewish population within new york uh where the yankees are located so that's the immediate link i brought to it um but then it brings up the sons of freedom which was a group who escaped russian religious persecution um and so there's a lot of there's a big Russian community within New York also. 
So that might be there. Um, and then never as a slave. So slave could be tied into Judaism through uh, Judaism's time in Egypt where they were spent time as slaves um, prior to um, the Passover and Moses leading them out. But honestly, I read these and I was just like, this is a lot of terms with very loose connections. I think the same thing. I think the hit me like a Yankee just kind of feels like some, not a throwaway lyric, but like mm-hmm. a pandering lyric almost, you know, yeah. the sons of freedom thing actually could be something. I think that yeah. makes a little more sense. The idea of like, a, like someone escaping religious persecution um, and then never as a slave. I mean, there's a million different, different analogies you could tie in there, but you're right. It is all kind of loose and it just kind of, it almost seems to serve more for effect. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we get to the chorus. It's etiquette. You in the chorus, you you cannot understand like most of this. I no. I had no idea this was what was said until today. It's etiquette, you idiot. Spend time behind the line. Show sympathy to LA where the sun don't ever shine. Everybody wants you, but baby, you are mine. And baby, you're not anybody's fool. This line is what supported the IDF reading for me. It's it's etiquette, you idiot. Spend time behind the line. It's the national etiquette to spend time behind the war line for two years. Um, you're, you're expected to do that. It's just etiquette, um, you idiot. But come on, go ahead and do it like everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then show sympathy to LA where the sun don't ever shine. Everybody wants you. Everybody's fighting over the land that is Israel and Palestine, right? Mm-hmm. but baby you are mine baby you're you're so that that line kind of confused me but in judaism israel is the promised land for jews mm-hmm. so um so baby is israel the the mm-hmm. land um and baby you're not anybody's fool um that's a little weird you know in that root of it mm-hmm. well, my, i almost think it's like from 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 the from the view of our, our our character here, our narrator, that they think that Israel knows who it's supposed to be with. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, this reading's interesting because it totally could be there, but it also could be totally wrong, <laughs> and totally read into. Um, I I definitely think this song has to do with Israel since modern vampires of the city um, has a lot of the album's themes is the narrator's relationship with Judaism. Mm -hmm. Um, You look at unbelievers, Yahweh, even Diane Young, there's a lot in there um, that's talking about the narrator's relationship to their religion and whether they should keep it or kind of drop it. Mm -hmm. But this one's definitely not as clear cut. And to me, a lot of these lines are just that classic vampire weekend where it's a line to be poetic and not necessarily a line to communicate a story. It's just a slurry. I mean, we have it in the next, the next line is bless me with a heart attack, a yeah. real crise cardiac, which is just a very Ezra 
I'm going to give you French for the hell of it kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that's not there for any more effect. Like there shouldn't be any French in this song, but it's like you said, it's kind of just to be poetic. You want to go ahead and translate for us? Crise cardiac is heart attack in French, I believe. Right. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's funny. You search crise cardiac and like the first thing that comes up is like, are you having heart attack symptoms? Um, (laughs) It's like, oh, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> Are you though? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> um, bless me with a heart attack, a real Christ cardiac, and show me where to find the surgeon's knife. Eviscerate me now, hack. I love that. Just a visceral sound. To Some automatopoeia right more. there. Yeah. yeah. Take me to my punishment, the punishment I needed all my life. So this is. Again, I I didn't see any basis for this, but my kind of personal theory about something behind this song is that we have a situation where we have a character who is under the realization that humanity is inherently flawed. And that's where I I think about the line, uh, how is it exactly? Um, The punishment... Take me to my punishment, the punishment I needed. I've needed all my life. You know, it's, it's, it's a tenet of... Judaism, Christianity. Uh, I'm not super well versed in in Islam, but I think it's a general sense of a lot of religions that humanity is in an inherently flawed state. And the realization of that is kind of a freedom that we make mistakes and yet we have a God that wants us to come back to him um, by admitting our faults. And I kind of look at this as almost like someone realizing that they're flawed, but maybe taking offense to that idea, like almost like a tongue in cheek like bring me this punishment because I deserve it kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I don't think we're looking at somebody being like a sadist here, but it's almost like kind of, it could potentially just be a commentary on that human condition. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I would tend to agree. Yeah. I, even though I think there is like a specific Israel storyline within this I don't think it's the only one and I think it's more like a secondary or tertiary meaning I I think you're spot on with the primary meaning um, being this narrator kind of coming to terms with how how the religion approaches life and looks on humanity and kind of has this satirical outlook on that Mm -hmm. and we see that in other songs the album too so it's not a stretch to think that's a part of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get the on and on and on and on and on with strife this time. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the first one where it's uh, for days. And so it's just getting more tense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to my bum rap. Listen to the evidence exonerating me from being right. Is this this evidence is, it, the evidence reference? I was going to say it's clearly a home run reference yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I, I think it's just this song he's saying it so fast that someone could probably say like oh it's rap and so he's saying like listen to this bum rap listen to the evidence exonerating me from being right saying um, that what you're stating is evidence is like kind of like an old school rap kind of thing and we yeah. talked about this like on the on the pizza party episode, which is kind of like a very old school, like braggadocio kind of like I'm better than you thing. Like to state that like saying out loud what I'm saying is the truth, what I'm saying is evidence. That's that's par for the course. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then exonerating me from being right. 
So yeah, I think this goes back to the the punishment I needed all my life where he's saying, yeah, humans were all inherently flawed. Um, I accept that. And so with this evidence, he doesn't have to be right. It's okay. Mm -hmm. He's exonerated from being right all the time. I hear you. Yeah. So, so we go back to the chorus and what were your thoughts on the line show sympathy to LA where the sun don't ever shine? We didn't really touch on that. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously like a poke at the fact that LA is a very sunny city. Um, so it's, it's gotta be obviously be something else. Um, frankly, I don't know, to be honest with you, because culturally LA is a very different place from New York. There was a viral tweet like maybe a month ago where someone said people from the East are nice, but not kind. No, excuse me. I take that back. People from the East coast are kind, but not nice. People from the West coast are nice, but not kind. Mm. And okay. yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but I, that's kind of true in my experience, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, so I could, I could see a little bit of that there. Um, it's almost like if Unbelievers wasn't so structured in the way it's set up, this is almost the sort of song, the sort of line you could see in Unbelievers where it's like, like find me a place where there's some like goodness in people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a very modern vampires type of lyric. Um, that's my best stab at what this could be. Yeah, and also he moved to, or a lot of the members moved to LA um, and I want to say a lot of them moved back to the East Coast. Um, I think Ezra had a stint in LA yeah. prior to Modern Vampires. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about the other guys. So, I mean, obviously he didn't like it if he moved back um, or as much as the East Coast. So in LA, the sun don't ever shine. Um, even though the sun physically is shining all the time in LA, mm -hmm. the emotional sun ain't ever shining. Mm -hmm. yeah that's probably it's a read of it i don't know if it's the read of it um so let me go from there everyone wants you baby you're mine baby you're not anybody's fool we talked about that you know that i've been wicked and the road to hell is wide curious cursed by curiosity that made us go inside everyone was charming but we took us for a ride baby you're not anybody's fool this was kind of going back to my thought on the human condition sinfulness of people talking about how the road to hell is wide um was it jesus who said the road to heaven is narrow or something along those lines yes yep. yeah so it's it's kind of just again 7 13 yes so it's kind of just going against that grain really like it's easy to go to hell um and then of course there's the classic saying the road to hell is paved with good intentions um so it is kind of a i don't want to say it's a default but like to say that like it's easier to go down a sinful path is, is definitely a theme we could explore. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then cursed by curiosity that made us go inside. I immediately thought of um, Adam and Eve, uh, mm -hmm. curiosity of the apple uh, from the tree of um, good and evil. Um, that they, they took up because of curiosity, which banished them from the garden um and introduce sin into the world um and so the curse um 
interestingly enough, uh, because most of this is written from a Jewish perspective, but there actually is the concept within Christianity of original sin, uh, which a lot of times is referred to as a curse um, because you're born with this uh, original sin um, that was inherited from Adam and Eve um, in the uh, Garden of Eden when they uh, took from the apple from the tree. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of what we're going at here. Um, thematically, it makes sense. Um, everyone was charming, but we took us for... That's an interesting lyric. Everyone was charming, but we took us for a ride. I, I saw it took him for a ride. Okay, that probably makes more sense because I don't know. I must have misread that. If that's what you had for the official lyrics, that's correct. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess... It took us now, huh? Yeah, I don't... I, I copied us from what was just on Google. I, I, I guess I didn't compare that against the liner notes exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does it make a difference? <laughs> Maybe I, it's kind of weird to say everyone was charming, but we took us for a ride. Yeah. That makes it, that makes me think like, Hey, like all these other people are giving us good stuff, but let's bank on us and do our thing. I mean, selfishness is, 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 is sinful in the eyes of many religions, um, mm -hmm. focusing on oneself more than others. So yeah, that could, it could work, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like took him for a ride is probably an easier read. Um, yes. Let's go with that. Cause I mean, if you take someone for a ride, it's kind of like you tricked them. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's an idiom. It's a common phrase. That yeah. makes more sense there. And then the re repeat baby, you're not anybody's fool. Um, and then you get the verse again. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of lyrics within a three minute song. Mm -hmm. A I lot noticed. of them are repeated, uh, yeah. so we get we get a fair amount of repetition here. Um, I, but you're right, we pack a ton into this. Yeah, I I was reading through the lyrics and going through it, and I was just like, wow, the song's long. It's like five minutes, and then I go and check it. It's maybe three minutes. Um, there's only yeah there's really not much time spent that's just inst instrumental we have the mm -hmm. like drum and guitar intro and then we have a little bit of a breakdown before the spoken word part which we're about mm -hmm. to get to and that's pretty much it the rest of it's like all lyrics yeah and then we get this weird post chorus where it says the harpsichord is broken and the television's fried the city's getting hotter like a country in decline everyone's a coward when you look them in the eyes but baby you're not anybody's fool so we know rostam's a harpsichord fan um that's part of it um huge harpsichord guy. yes great a great instrument that'd be that'd be something to learn something fun to learn to play um harpsichord is broken the television's fried the city's getting hotter like a country in decline urban heat i forget the exact term for it but it's this very interesting phenomenon where cities are just straight up hotter because there's more like metal and asphalt to just absorb heat. And so you have an, I think it's an urban heat index where it just kind of like, it's hotter. I mean, I don't yeah. know. There's, it's, it's a little fancier than that, but basically cities are hotter. Uh, to compare that directly to a country in decline almost makes me think that we're not talking explicitly about temperature you know true yeah so 
could this be another reference to Israel? Yeah, it could be. It's a good point because we're, I mean, my mind goes to New York, uh, but it definitely could be Jerusalem. You know, yeah. it's a great point. Yep. The city's getting hotter, more tense. Uh, tensions <clears throat> are rising um, with the country being in decline. Um, but yeah, how, how do you explain the television's fried and the harps accord is broken? See, that I don't know. I, um, I, the I only thing that you. came to mind was the a harpsichord and a television are both forms of entertainment, but mm-hmm. they're kind of on opposite ends of spectrum in terms yes. of forms of entertainment. And so it's like all of the entertainment is gone. So like we got to focus on the real issues maybe. That's that, a good that's point. Like, kind of what I got from it. That's an interesting point. Yeah, you, you're, you're not likely to find a harp and a television in the same room. That's that's a really interesting point. Um, yeah, like so maybe if you're, you you're... Say, If you tell someone like, oh, I've spent an hour every day watching television, they're going to be like, oh, well, maybe you should like not do that. But if you tell someone, I spent an hour every day playing the harpsichord, they're like, that's great. Like, keep it up. That's a good hobby to have. But both are forms of entertainment. Both fulfill the same task. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just, just you're, you're spending you're, you're spending your free time. Unless you're, I don't know if anybody that watched television professionally, but I guess some, obviously we have professional musicians. But yeah, it's almost like you're hitting every end of the spectrum. You're looking at a scenario in which something here is touching all realms of society. Yeah. Yeah. And then everyone's a coward when you look them in the eyes. Is that just another commentary on humanity? It could be. Eye contact is hard. Yeah, when you actually are looking at someone and you scrutinize the individual, it's it can be it can be hard to defend what you've done sometimes, you know. And that again, that could be the human condition. That could be more than that. Um, but standing up for yourself in general is a difficult task. You know, it's easy to just kind of go with the flow. Then finally, we get to the the good stuff. Uh, so we get the spoken. I mean, it's all good, but this is the exciting good, part. Yeah. So we get the spoken interlude um, where he says, sing next year in Jer- Jerusalem, you know, the one at 103rd and Broadway. Um, it's such a great line because next year in Jerusalem is a cry that's used during Passover. Um, and it's a, it's a cry for the Messiah, essentially. Um, saying like messiah come next year in jerusalem um and so he's literally singing this chant he's saying like to sing this chant that's a big part of judaism and within um the passover tradition but then he flips it on his head um to where it says you know the one at one of third uh in broadway um because there's an actual restaurant called Jerusalem. There's an actual falafel shop at 103rd and Broadway in New York City. Um, and so, so it has this nice double meaning um, and kind of um, changing what you'd expect um, in this, where you're expecting this Jewish setting. And in reality, you're talking about some falafel shop um, owned by 
um, some non-Jewish um, Middle Easterners. Yeah, we're going to make a field trip to this place. This sounds incredible. Well, um, speaking I've been of at falafel field, in forever. I had a, I've had a lot of falafels recently. Um, they, they slap. Very, I, very I'm a big good. fan. Very good. We had, we had a great no meat Fridays. Exactly. Yeah, I we we had a great. Um, you ever go to Garbanzo on campus? Oh yes. Oh my. I freaking love that place. Oh my. Shout out. Mediterranean Garbanzo. food is so good. It's so good. Anyway, I digress. Garbanzo, I if you want to sponsor this podcast, please hit us up. Please. Well, I don't know if they have in the Bay Area. In LA, we had a, in Pasadena. We had a place called Cava, which was very mm. similar. Um, I know they have one in DC too. Um, yeah, if anybody has like a good falafel place, no, I take that back. I do know a good falafel place in Chicago, uh, Salton's Market. I just don't go enough. Um, mm. Anyway, <laughs> falafel's great, but the fact that like <laughs> we're referring to next year Jerusalem and then it's just some falafel shop, so funny. Um, and then we get into because this Orthodox girl fell in love with the guy at the falafel shop. So Jerusalem is a non-kosher falafel shop, my understanding. So this is a genuine forbidden love. We have this Jewish Orthodox girl who's in love with the guy working at the falafel shop and they can't be together. She can't even be, she can't even be eating the food. It's incredible. Classic Romeo and Juliet, star-crossed lovers. We've, we've all been there, am I right? Yeah, um, <laughs> all been at the falafel shop. <laughs> And then we get a great little turn of phrase. And why not? Should she have averted her eyes and just stared at the laminated poster of the Dome of the Rock? Now, according to Vampire Weekend historians, there is a laminated poster of the Dome of the Rock at Jerusalem on 103rd and Broadway. Yeah. And so so the Dome of the Rock, um, the actual place um, is this interesting place that's the center, is a centerpiece of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And so it has a lot of meaning within all three of them. Um, and so, so it, it kind of just goes more into the conflict between Islam and Judaism, um, but not only pointing out the conflict, but also pointing out the similarity. Because um, it is, um, I mean, a lot of people have commented on how these two warring religions um there's a lot in common <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, abraham was there yeah. you know and i mean even between christianity and judaism like christ was a jew i mean i think about like obviously we don't celebrate jewish holidays but i think we definitely talk about holidays like passover and hanukkah when they happen because there's is a little bit of a sense in which even though we're christian we're kind of jewish too you yeah, know yeah it's I mean, interesting it would, it's all it kind of the be... tradition yeah, within Christianity, it would be totally fair to partake in Passover or um, or any of the Jewish holidays. It's mm -hmm. just not necessitated anymore because of um, beliefs within Christianity. But it's totally fair to do it. Uh, it's just not necessary anymore. Um, but yeah, there's just very much in common um, between all these religions, and yet they've been warring for centuries um mm -hmm. millennia even and so yeah it is this nice phrase that focuses on the differences between these religions but also the similarities while also maintaining it within the setting of jerusalem at 103rd and broadway um 
it's almost kind of like taxi cab where it's like these incredibly meaningful life experiences can happen in mundane everyday locations you know Mm -hmm. like you, you could have this like profound sense of a relationship at some bodega or at a falafel shop you know and so many artists have done such a good job of taking the everyday and romanticizing it i think some of my favorite work does stuff like that we look at like my well my favorite movie is ferris bueller's day off and i mean all that is is just a couple of kids doing like normal everyday things but just doing them really well and i think there's it's it's cool that vampire weekend on a number of occasions has done that and gone beyond that and just continues to talk about these normal things and but then fits them into this in the bigger picture wow you really are a chicago boy aren't you it's my favorite movie (laughs) (laughs) is that why you moved to chicago so yes live out your dreams of being ferris bueller every day is a john hughes film absolutely (laughs) different one every day it depends yeah i uh most days is ferris bueller if i try to um one of my friends and i were actually talking about doing our best to actually try and recreate the day i don't know (laughs) if you can actually do it all well i i mean you have to find a parade and get permission to jump on and start singing twist and shouts that'd be a tough one yeah that's probably the toughest one you got here's the Apparently, somebody asked McCartney about the movie, and he said he liked it, but he didn't like the horn section. And does anyone want to, anyone want to tell Paul McCartney that the Isley Brothers wrote that song? I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whatever. We we digress. We digress. Kevin, you want to tell the audience about um, about this falafel shop's response to the song? Oh yeah, this is great. So it became pretty obvious that, you know, 103rd of Broadway is an address. So it's pretty easy for someone to check what's there. Um, And when the students at Columbia University found out that there actually was a falafel shop named Jerusalem, they wanted to go in after the release of Modern Vampires City and ask the folks behind it. So um, I forget the name of the outlet, but a media outlet through Columbia University, like a student media outlet, sent someone down there to ask. It was a blog, B-W-O-G. I don't know if that stands for anything or whatever, but... Um, I think it's a newspaper, maybe. I don't know. So we have a conversation here. Um, this is directly from their interview on their websites. This is about as primary source we can get. Blog, do you get a lot of people coming in here asking about the song, Jerusalem? Yes, we do. Blog, what do you think of the song, Jerusalem? I don't like it. Blog, have you listened to it, Jerusalem? No. <laughs> blog would you like to hear it right now jerusalem no i'm busy making falafel but i can answer questions parentheses right about now a woman shouts from her table exasperated my falafel just broke for the third time she proceeds to coerce the owner into mending the ripped pita bread and parentheses he's having a day he's this is just like again it's like you just pick some random time to ask this dude about like this song that was written. A song was written about your shop, dude. And you're like, I hate it. And like, meanwhile, someone's yelling in the background. So then we get blog. Is the song referring to anything you know about Jerusalem? This falafel shop has been open for over 30 years. I don't know. 
things can happen, but you don't know. The people just come in and leave. That might be my favorite line. The people just come <laughs> in and leave. Blog, if you could choose a song to be written about this restaurant, what would the song be about? Jerusalem, peace in the world. That's actually really pleasant. That was a great way to end the interview. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I personally would like to make a pilgrimage to this place. I've never been that far north uh, in Manhattan, but I would love to... I would love to make my way there someday. If I'm ever in New York again, I'm definitely making the stop. Also, Absolutely. now I want falafel so bad. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I already have my dinner ready to eat after this, but I don't know, man. I might have to go pick up some falafel. Might <laughs> <laughs> not make it, yeah. Um, but that's great. We're getting a real-life Vampire Weekend interaction. Um, it's clear that, like, I'm assuming the guys didn't ask this restaurant to be mentioned because technically they weren't mentioned by name and an address is like public domain that's the city of new york but like the fact that the guy doesn't like the song and yet he's never actually heard the song is very funny yeah i i think it's interesting they use the spoken word a lot in this album um maybe it's just because it's like in two of the most notable places in the album um but i don't remember it happening anywhere else and the ever albums and except so, for lord all its daughter but i mean true that's kind of a different device yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's a really good point this yeah, is really the only you have it you have it in yahe where they yeah. say outside the tents on the festival grounds as the air began to cool and the sun went down my soul swooned as i faintly heard the sound of you spitting israelites into 19 nervous breakdowns and so i I think it's interesting that both of these spoken word parts um, within the album talk of these stories within everyday life. They aren't these grand ideas within the spoken word. Instead, there are these very specific stories that are happening within everyday life. Specific stories that you could very much believe the band has encountered in everyday mm -hmm. life. I'm sure they were at a music festival one time where the DJ switched from Israelites into 19th Nervous Breakdown. I'm sure they were at a falafel shop and they saw this girl eyeing a guy and thought maybe they hit it off. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I like that. Like you said, it's they're, they're making a lot out of the everyday. Yeah, it's fun that we do that. So that's the end of the spoken word section. Then we have this breakdown if you will, where Ezra just appeared again, it, you're not really sure what's being said, but according to the liner notes, this is Ezra just saying blood over and over and over again. Yeah. So Nico, you, you found a lead earlier that potentially has something to do with this. Is that right? Yes. So um, the song one blood by junior Reed um, is actually the inspiration for the album title in the intro it says modern vampires of the city hunting blood 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 um a lot of people thought the blood 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 from uh fingerback is reference to that i didn't get that vibe maybe a little bit but um i thought it was super interesting that the album titles are reference to this um really cool song just like this reggae song that really slaps um and it's about um, the song actually could relate to Fingerback pretty well because it's about a message of unity between human beings, whether race, profession, or creed. Um, so it's kind of saying like 
why are we fighting like we're all humans um but yeah it's just this kind of fun bridge that goes on where he's like he says i quote and then blood 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 and then blood 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 and then blood 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 and then blood 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 perfect <laughs> i don't know if i got it right but <laughs> I, from what i see i think you got it right okay so it's you're right it is a fun little bridge like you said um another fun bridge is the Tappan Z bridge over the hudson river in tarrytown new york about 25 miles north of manhattan and of course we get a reference to tarrytown new york in our outro Great remembrances of holy day. So what's that? Great transition. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've been <laughs> I was thinking about that where one for you're a while. going. But... I've been thinking about that one for a while. We the Tappan Zee Bridge is a relatively recent. I think it's a cable stay bridge. Um, um, and I feel like we got lectured on it like three or four times in undergrad because it's a relatively new, very interesting construction method for a for a, a very cool bridge. Um, just like I said, 25, 30 miles north on the Hudson from Manhattan. Uh, but we have the line, remembrances of holy days in Terrytown and Rye. I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. Condolences to gentle hearts who couldn't bear to try. I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. Now, of course, we have that line there. I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. We talked about that with Harmony Hall. So the line, remembrances of holy days in Terrytown and Rye. So Terrytown and Rye are these two villages that are just upstate. I mean, just a few miles north on the Hudson uh, from Manhattan. And it's my understanding that a lot of Jewish families would actually go to these little towns uh, for holiday celebrations, such as Passover. So that's why we talk about holy days. So I think it's kind of a, it's a nice, fun experience to think about um, a family going away to a special location to celebrate a holiday. But then we have this very melancholic line following it. I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. Uh, what did you think about that one? Yeah, I, I think that's spot on um, that he, the narrator is remembering these days where the family would go to Terrytown and Rye for these uh, holy days. But looking back on it, he doesn't want to live like this anymore, but he also doesn't want to die. Um, he doesn't want to throw it away fully, but he still doesn't want to like embrace it fully. And so it definitely digs into this kind of agnostic viewpoint within this album. And that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like you don't you don't feel comfortable continuing with what you'd previously known, but at the same time, there's a bit of unsurety with what could be in the absence of that so you don't want to die and find out yeah yeah condolences to gentle hearts who couldn't bear to try so those, these gentle hearts are the ones who decided to not live like this right or did you read it the other way around you know i i was kind of going back and forth on this my yeah i guess my first thought is someone who has no experiences with religion or didn't attempt it you know that's my that's my initial thought, but I I think it could be a, a couple of different things. Actually, now that I'm reading again, I think it's the other way around. I think it's condolences to gentle hearts who couldn't bear to try life without the religion. Interesting. Um, okay. Like like oh, like saying like, hey, sorry for you do not trying. 
I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. Okay. I, well, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's saying okay. like, I'm sorry that I'm deciding this, but condolences mm -hmm. to these gentle hearts that couldn't bear to try this. Thanks but. for coming out, but it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I okay. definitely think this is kind of diving more into um, more and more into the agnostic feeling of the album, mm -hmm. um, which is then just hammered home with Yahe. Um, Cause this leads into worship you, which we I was going to say talked about was, was kind of the narrator commenting on um, it's like this sarcastic prayer almost. Yeah. It's um, it's a very intentional track listing. It seems, yes. you know, we, we've, we've talked about the way these guys have structured their albums and it, it does seem very well placed. Cause where does Yahe fall? right after worship you that's right okay so, so it's again the, it's it's the a jewish it's a, trio yeah it's a really strong uh it's a really strong lineup we have right there yeah that's a great stretch of three songs um and that's the song yeah wow yeah it's it's a lot there um yeah i i think overall the song talks a lot about the conflict of Israel, um, who it belongs to, who it should belong to, um, but also the narrator's own relationship within, um, within Judaism. Yeah, this is a really cool song. And I mean, it was in my top half, you know, before, just because it was like energetic and fun. Um, I mean, you could, this is, this is like, you could, you could Mad Lib, like the Vampire Weekend songs. Like, I liked this before because it sounded good. Now I like it because the lyrics are cool. Like, it, is, it, is, it happens every time. Um, but it's a cool song. It's really cool. Yeah, no, I, I like it a lot. Um, so, favorite lyric? Oh, can, I, can I pull something from the uh, Jerusalem interview, or do I have to stick to a song lyric? No, that's, that's okay. Oh, from the Jerusalem interview? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull something from. I, I haven't really thought about this yet. Um, do you have one? Yeah, I'm going to go... I can't pick the whole spoken interlude. I'm trying to decide which part of the spoken interview, spoken interlude. Um, I'm going to go with, you know, the one at 103rd and Broadway. Yeah, that's good. I, I just love the, de the delivery of that whole spoken part. Absolutely. Like it's such, so intentional with every single um, line. It's very poetic. Yeah, um, I feel like I'm not allowed to take. I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm going to go with uh, exonerating me from being right, mm, um, okay. which is the tail end of the second verse, I guess what you'd call yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's cool, Eric. You, you didn't want, and then blood, 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 blood. <sighs> I'm in a good mood today. I don't really want to take that right now. <laughs> uh, top five this life stranger um we're gonna bump unbelievers today because we're in a modern vampire's mood to three hole um uh, then we'll go harmony hall and then let's round this out with let's bump up unbearably white to the five hole today wow feeling good about that i, I don't was know gonna say it was like nothing but hits until that one yeah let's go with that um 
Yeah, I'm feeling modern vampires, so my top five might be pretty modern vampires intense. Um, so I'm gonna go Spring Snow, number one forever until Yahe comes around. <laughs> that is your favorite. <laughs> and then um, I'll go Unbelievers. I guess we haven't covered too many modern vampire songs. There's a good what have what have we done so far? We have done Hudson, Unbelievers. Uh, Finger back and worship you. Yes, there's a good amount left. Yeah, okay. Never mind then. Um okay, third, I'll go (laughs) um Unbearably White for this life. I was feeling it today. There we go. Um five um oxford comma there we go excellent and then our hat for this week yes uh so this is airing on tuesday i think i think we might have games either wednesday night or thursday during the day but we have baseball coming back this week america's pastime oh we got a yankees reference in this song i'm currently wearing a chicago white Sox hat uh for the wonderful American league team that graces the city South side. Uh, so welcome back baseball. Okay. So our song for next week will be we belong together recently oh, nice. featured on a target ad. No way. Yeah. This is one, this is one that like actually kind of makes me like tear up a little bit. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Oh yeah. It has that nice like bridge at the end or yeah. however you want to call it. Um, yeah, so tune in get, next week. Get ready for a – I think we'll probably do a power rankings of our things that belong together. So oh, yes, that. we'll have to. <laughs> um, yeah, that song is interesting because it's like half of them are like genuine we belong together stuff, and then half of them are just sarcastic we belong together. Maybe so, that's part of the theme. Maybe. We'll, we'll find out. Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Thanks for joining us.